So no one said the Nets were gonna be this way ERA's a joke for broke, the bullpen's DOA The Metcon level stuck in second gear It clearly hasn't been their day, the week, the month, or even their year But the fundies are here for you Open the mailbag every time Congratulations, you've got good fundies on July 31st, 2018. This is Brian Mangan, and actually it is only just Brian Mangan today. For the first time in good fundies history, I am recording a podcast solo. Uh, there is no Roger Cormier today. Uh, breaking a streak of, I believe, 88 episodes. This would be our 89th episode together. Um, but unfortunately, there is no Roger today. Uh, because Roger is taking a hiatus um, from social media in general and good fundies in specific. So folks were asking me, you know, I was considering all day. I I actually found out the news only yesterday myself, uh, or actually woke up to it this morning, um, that Roger, after, you know, some some lengthy contemplation about the podcast and uh, social media and, you know, our projects and interests in general, um, and this doesn't come as a huge surprise to me, uh, but Roger decided that he was going to take a little bit of a break. Um, we were scheduled to record either tonight, which is Monday night, or tomorrow, Tuesday night. And it seemed appropriate to me to uh, to not just stop recording out of nowhere. Uh, we realized that not everybody is on Twitter. There are some folks who might not have gotten the news that way. And uh, there are also others who I think might appreciate uh, a little bit of a wrap-up to the show without, uh, you know, a little wrap-up, a little explanation, a little closure, and uh, some discussion of what happens next. So um, I'm going to try and do it myself. I don't like the idea of podcasting alone, uh, which is why I have not committed to the concept of continuing Good Fundies, either in this name or in the name of a different podcast, but I have not made any decisions on that. Uh, but for now, I do feel comfortable with the idea of trying to do a show by myself uh, and kind of take a look back just briefly at the the legacy of the show and the contributions that Roger made to the show and the community that we built together at Good Fundies uh, before deciding what will happen in the future. So just to explain uh, where we are now and how we got here, uh, this is Roger's statement. Uh, He tweeted this out last night. And, uh, you know, it's, you're going to hear his voice in it because he has a very particular style, which everyone likes. So uh, here's what he said. He said, shut the door, have a seat. This is it for me at Good Fundies. I'm taking a social media break to live a little before returning to my BS in some capacity elsewhere, probably. I enjoyed our time together. It's not you. It's the Wilpons and me, in parentheses. One last live look. And then he posted the gif of... Uh, that gentleman putting it in the books, um, Mr. Belvedere, maybe, I think. Never watched the show, uh, but I enjoyed the, the shtick, nonetheless, because he posted it uh, so many so many times over the last couple of years. <laughs> Not enough, because the Mets haven't been good, but he uh, did post it after nearly every win. 
So, for starters, um, I guess I'm going to disappoint a lot of people here when I say that there is no hot gossip about the uh, about the decision for Roger to step back from the podcast in some capacity. Uh, there is no falling out. Um, Roger and I have been best friends since we went to high school together, which is actually more years ago than I feel comfortable saying at this point. Uh, it's over 10 years ago. It is, in fact, over 15 years ago at this point. Uh, and, you know, we've known each other for a long time, and one of our abiding shared interests has been baseball in general and has been the Mets in particular. So uh, when we finally both decided to start this podcast as a, as a mutual you know, creative and professional outlet, respectively. Uh, it was a wonderful idea. Um, like any two partners, I think we we had disagree- you know m- minor disagreements about um, you know the day to day as well as the the larger picture of the podcast. Uh, different ideas um, about small decisions, different ideas about big decisions, uh, such as whether to have guests on the podcast or not, whether to um, uh, you know, whether to branch out and bring in other partners or just keep it the two of us. Um, and, you know, although we had some, you know, disagreements about those things, uh, you know, never truly affected our friendship in any negative way. Uh, it was actually nice to talk to somebody who, as you grow up, as you become an adult, uh, you don't get to see your friends all the time anymore. So it was nice to do that. Um, Michael Meyer, uh, great, great Michael Meyer. Uh, I think he's, um, Michael Meyer MMO on Twitter these days was going to be on the podcast tonight. Uh, and, uh, you know, I considered having him on and trying to do a regular episode, uh, actually have, <laughs> as we record right now, I have some concerns. I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to post this or not. Um, I've downloaded audacity and, uh, I have, obviously I have the microphone and, you know, it's recording me just fine. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get it into SoundCloud and whether or not, uh, that is going to be <laughs> pushed out to iTunes and the podcast apps or not. Uh, so I didn't want to waste anybody else's time uh, recording an episode that may or may not actually ever make it to air. Uh, but I am going to try and, and do my best to do it anyway. So uh, as I mentioned at the jump, this is the 89th episode of Good Fundies. Um, it has been a very, very good run. Uh, we as Roger, he likes to call me the hype man of the podcast. Uh, I'm very proud of what the podcast built. I'm very proud of its place in the narrative. I'm very proud of how many listeners we have. Uh, I'm very proud of the the Twitter account that that he manages. Uh, we actually had, and I don't think he likes when I share these numbers either, but uh, he we actually had almost 10,000 listeners uh, or 10,000 listens in the last month, uh, which is really a, a very big number when you think about, you know, where we started, where the platform was at the beginning, which was essentially nothing. Uh, our first, our first couple episodes, I think maybe it took until maybe the fifth episode before we had even a hundred listeners on the show. Uh, so it was something that we did because we're passionate about the Mets. We like the idea of recording a podcast for different reasons. Uh, Roger is more of a, a media guy. He, he, you know, he's a, a writer, he's a creative type. Um, I, I'm an attorney, and I, you know, I really enjoyed doing the Good Fundies podcast because it helped me to listen to myself, to critique myself, to improve my my method of communication with with people, uh, you know, over the phone or when you are making an oral argument. 
you have to learn to not talk too fast, which is something that I still do and I'm probably even doing today. But, um, you know, you've worked, I've worked out verbal tics uh, to a, a great extent that I had before. I try to not say like anymore. I try to not do a uh, silly giggle when I feel uncomfortable, and I think I've, I've managed to get through those things. But for now, what I'd really like to do is I would like to just kind of take a quick look back um, and, you know, honor the, the Roger era of the podcast. Uh, now, before I go further, it is, of course, always a possibility that uh, Roger may come back to the show, um, although he has, uh, you know, tendered his resignation, so to speak, and I think he actually used those words. Uh, it, it is by no means something that I think will necessarily be permanent. Uh, if Good Fundies does continue in some capacity, and, and it might, uh, this is going to be a conversation that I think I'm going to have with the listeners of the show. Um, I don't think that prevents us from looking back at what was actually created. So, you know, uh, I participated in the podcast, but Roger did all the social media. So uh, just to run it down, he uh, created uh, the Facebook page that has something like 500 likes on it now, the Twitter account, which has over 6,000 followers, the Instagram account, which has over 1,000 posts somehow. Time flies, and the numbers add up fast. And uh, together we created the podcast. He, he produced the podcast. Um, <laughs> you may have noticed that I used the old intro uh, that, was, uh, that was recorded by Andrew Loudon and that we used through most of 2017. I am a big fan of that introduction, the, uh, the Friends theme song. Which, by the way, I hope you hear because, again, I don't know if this is going to record or work, but I'm, again, going to try. Uh, I thought it would be a nice throwback to to last year and to, um, no, I enjoy the sentiment too. I guess I'll say that in any event. So in honoring the, the, uh, era of good fundies, I mean, I wanted to mention some of the folks and actually thank folks who have been on the podcast, um, have written for the website, uh, which again at goodfundies.com is there and we have writers and we pay writers. Uh, and you know, to the extent this this project continues, we can actually still do that. Um, but those who have been on the show, they are, are, you know, baseball players who have made appearances in the major leagues. They are uh, local writers, national writers, uh, bloggers, podcasters. Uh, so just, I'm, I know I'm going to forget a couple people, but Jared Diamond, Mark Rigg, Matthew Cerrone, who actually helped me get my start uh, writing for Mets stuff. He was linking me um, he was linking me at Mets blog when Mets blog was pretty much the only game in town. We're talking probably 2009, 2010. Uh, he was linking my writing back then. Uh, Eno Saris, Dan Samborski, uh, who's been on the podcast multiple times. Obviously, Peter Alonzo, Ty Kelly, and Kevin McGowan, who are the players who have been on the show. Uh, and, and just so many more. We had Tim Britton. We had Matt Ehalt, both in the last couple weeks. Uh, Greg Prince, JT Taran, uh, Sean O'Connor, John Hurwitz. Uh, we had Ursula from Flipping Bats winning games. We've had Rich McLeod. Uh, we've had Addie Baird. We've had a few others as well on as guests. Um, and, of course, a very special thanks, um, maybe the most thanks, to uh, Jenna Jacobs, who has been doing live tweeting for us on the Good Fundies account on days that Roger is unable to do it. Uh, I'm not a live tweeter. Um, the, <laughs> those of you folks who follow his account and mine, uh, know that we have a very different voice online and 
different interests, different things that move us. Also, I don't know how to make a GIF, so there's that. But on certain days, Jenna handled the pod, or Jenna handled handled the Twitter account, uh, and a Victoria uh, Edel, Edel, I'm gonna go with Edel, uh, did that on other days as well. Finally, we've got some writers who have written for the site, uh, some for pay, some who have sent the money back to us, which is a nice gesture. Uh, but seriously, you could have kept it. But I want to thank uh, Tim Sacito, uh, Christina Cola, John Edwards, Tim Ryder, and Helen Silfen. I know that I probably have forgotten a person or two. Please forgive me. Not only is this my first time trying to record uh, the entire podcast by myself, but um, you know, did have a normal day of work today, and, and uh, it is actually getting very late into the night right now as I try to do this. So finally, uh, in terms of thanking folks, um, I would like to thank the, the, the Patreon patrons, donators, the Swarziaks, of course. By the way, uh, Anthony Swarzak is having an excellent start to his second half, which, you know, for a team that's about 15 games under <laughs> doesn't really matter, but it is nice to see someone succeeding uh, for this team. So congratulations to the Swarziaks out there who have been patient. But for the Patreon subscribers, um, that is another aspect of the good fundies media empire or whatever what have you uh that we have created here and um if this project is over uh then i will be shutting down the patreon of course uh if it is not over i am well we can get into this in a minute but i am going to send a couple messages to people who are patreon subscribers and let them know that the product is going to be fundamentally different uh we will still do the podcast, I will still probably um, be managing or finding someone to manage the Twitter account. Um, it may be Jenna, it may be other folks who might be interested in doing that. Uh, but if, if this project is going to continue in some form or another, everyone deserves a chance to uh, reevaluate and and decide if they want to continue being patrons. Of course, uh, we love you guys and appreciate, really, truly appreciate everything uh, that you've donated so far, this has been, I mean, Good Fundies is, and I guess this kind of gets into what it means to me, uh, Good Fundies, there's nothing like it. There's no other podcast out there. Um, of course, so much of it is um, personal to the folks who are involved. So much of what Good Fundies is, is the very specific and wonderful voice that Roger has and the very specific uh, and, and great relationship that he and I have and the way that we talk to each other, uh, having, having built up our friendship over the course of over a decade. Um, and, you know, we've had a lot of people tell us, hey, you know, it sounds like you guys have known each other for a long time. Uh, and yeah, you know, we, we have. We, we've seen each other through things. I mean, Roger and I met when I guess we were probably about 16 years old, 17 years old, and have been playing ball, uh, visiting each other at school, uh, visiting each other's apartments, doing, you know, everything that you do with your 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 closest friends for uh, for for a very long time. So of course that that relationship is part of uh, what makes Good Fundies what it is. But the other part of it to me is that um, we have never been beholden to anything. Uh, Good Fundies did not begin um, as a podcast sponsored by a website. It did not begin or ever become a podcast that was beholden to any financial interests of any kind. We 
only have our Patreon sponsors, um, and our Patreon sponsors have come to us knowing that the show was going to be unabashedly about what we are about. Um, I have taken, uh, I've taken the position over the last couple months that Good Fundies is like Guerrilla Radio. It is uh, by fans. It is for fans. There is absolutely no limitation on what we can say, when we can say it, how we say it. Um, we tell it like it is, and I think that I think that the outpouring from from fans, uh, Good Fundies fans, over the last couple hours, the last day or so since Roger announced that he was stepping back, um, was really, really uh, touching, actually. Um, people who have been Mets fans for a long time and have looked for something like this. People who are new, new fans uh, and uh, have really enjoyed it. Uh, and people who have told us that they are grateful because they have uh, they have learned things uh, from the show that they never knew before. They might have learned something about statistics, or they might have learned something about uh, law, or they might have learned something about a player, or they might have learned something about uh, this organization as a whole, which of course has been a story that has been front and center in the news uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, it is hard, by the way, <laughs> to talk for this long without really stopping, so one second, please. Okay. Okay. So, again, the Patreon folks will will have a choice on what they do next, uh, if it continues. If it doesn't, well, then it doesn't. As for um, what happens next, you know, Roger and I had always had uh, an ongoing conversation about whether or not to continue the podcast. Obviously, the the decision to start the podcast was was easy. Um, we both wanted to experiment with this new form of media that neither of us have worked in before. It seemed fun. It was interesting. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I'll tell you, it has succeeded beyond uh, my wildest dreams. It is very much more popular. Um, I have people I have people mention Good Fundies to me, not knowing that it is my project, uh, which is a very humbling thing. It's very cool to know that you've impacted somebody. Um, you know, but there was also a question of whether it made us happy, and that was something that was tied into the amount of labor that went into it. Uh, it was something that went into, you know, what what do you get out of it? What what are we creating? Um, is it something that is valuable to us or not? Uh, and then the bigger question, which, you know, some folks have asked me, is it harder to do this when the Mets are bad? Um, and it's not just that the Mets are bad. I mean, first of all, the answer is yes. It is harder to do this when the Mets are bad. Um, it's harder to do this when, when their decisions don't matter, uh, when they're not in a playoff race and things like that. It is also just harder to do this when you don't like the team, when you don't like the organization, when they, you think they are bad, when you are disappointed by them. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm really trying to not speak for Roger in this. Um, you know, he has made the statement that he wanted to make about about the podcast, and I expect that I expect that he'll be back shortly uh, in, in either uh, this capacity, probably not this capacity. Um, I think he probably has had enough good fundies. Uh, but he'll probably be back in some capacity, because I think he is too much of a talent to not do this. Um, but I myself tried to quit the Mets last year. I spent, <laughs> I spent probably a month 
telling uh, telling podcast listeners and telling friends in real life who still bring it up and bust my chops to this day, uh, and also telling myself that I didn't like this team. I was disappointed in it. I was disappointed in its direction. I was disappointed in the fact that they weren't going to reinvest insurance money from David Wright. I was disappointed in the fact that um, I didn't think the GM had autonomy. They weren't making the right decisions, and I felt like they were being dishonest with fans and not trying to compete. So I tried to quit the team, um, although I did did not try to quit the podcast. But I did try to quit the team, and that didn't stick. But again, there was kind of, I think, a simmering discontent about the team itself that might have taken um, somebody who was not sure if they wanted to do the podcast project anyway uh, and made it that much less happy uh, to do it. Um, there, there were a, a couple quotes that I put in here, but that kind of seems a little bit too self-important, so I'm not going to read them both. I will read one of them, though, um, because folks used to ask me, well, you know, why, why do you write? Why do you write about the Mets? So uh, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, and uh, you know that involves a lot of writing anyway. Um, so I'm used to writing, and I, I enjoy writing. And I wanted to write about the Mets because the Mets were one of my favorite things. And when I was asked about why I write, it wasn't quite as simple as just saying, well, I just like to do it. Uh, and I thought about why. And to me, the answer was because I enjoyed people reading what I wrote. I enjoyed being part of the narrative. I enjoyed uh, not necessarily changing minds, but helping to educate people, be part of the conversation, uh, have the writing appreciated, and all of that. So every time that I would get a link, uh, like as I mentioned before, Matt Cerrone used to give me links at Mets blog. Uh, Eric Simon, who used to run Amazing Avenue, used to link me there a lot when I was a, a budding young or at least younger writer. Uh, it was being read for me that was a thrill. And I was thinking pretty much all day today about whether or not I want to continue Good Fundies. Uh, it is a topic that I am still debating. Uh, but I found a couple quotes, and one of the quotes is about this. Uh, this is by Harper Lee, who of course wrote To Kill a Mockingbird, and she said, Any writer worth his salt writes to please himself. It is a self-exploratory operation that is endless, an exorcism of not necessarily his demon, but of his divine discontent. And that is interesting to me. Um, I mean, obviously, podcasting is standing in for writing in this, uh, in this analogy, um, but we've built a, we've built a platform here. Uh, we've built, I don't want to call it influential. You, you want to avoid patting yourself on the back, but at the same time, like I, I know for a fact that, uh, this good fundies project has reached people. Uh, first of all, it has improved people's fan experience. And this is primarily the Twitter account, I think. And this is primarily uh, Roger's work and, and Jenna's work to, you know, watch the game along with their friends and provide, uh, provide you know, GIFs and videos and, and funny insights and fake conversations and jokes and things like that. And I know for a fact that that has really improved the way that people watch Mets games. I know it. Um, I, we've had dozens or hundreds of people tell us that that's a great thing. But I also know that the, the stuff that's less fun, you know, we have also influenced too. We have, we have influenced, I think, the way that the, the media 
has been covering the team. Uh, I've had people say that to us too. I've had people who have actually put out, um, you know, uh, articles and observations and tweets uh, say, hey, you know, I didn't know that before I, I, I read that on Good Fundies, or I didn't realize that the issue was as big until, um, you know, you I heard you guys talk about it. So being able to have the outlet of podcasting is similar to having the outlet of writing in that it it is nice to be read, uh, but it also um, exercises your your divine discontent. It helps you to explore and learn about yourself too. Now, of course, I understand that it is deeply unsatisfying to some folks, of course, probably, to not know if this is the last episode or not. And trust me, I, I share that feeling. I, I would like to know <laughs> for sure if this is the last episode, because if it was, I think you could put a bow on things in a different way. Uh, if it's not the last episode, of course, well, you know, y- you don't wrap things up quite so so tight and final, uh, and you because you know there will be future weeks. I'm not sure whether it is going to be or not, and I guess this is the part where I speak to you, the listeners. So for those of you who are listening in the car, who are listening uh, at the gym, I know somebody who listens at the gym. I find that to be pretty weird, but you know, whatever gets you going. Uh, understanding, of course, um, I have always believed that, you know, Roger's contribution to the show is immense. Uh, and I would never assume that I could do half of it by myself, uh, you know, much less more than that. Um, but I don't want to walk away from this platform just yet necessarily. So I guess what I need to figure out over the course of the next couple of weeks and, um, uh, Actually, I, I didn't mention this. I'm not going to be here uh, for eight days in the next, uh, starting five days from now. I'm going to Europe, so that's going to be awesome. It's a, a long overdue vacation. Uh, so I'm going to have some time to, to you know, get away. Um, but of course, I'm also not going to be able to decide what happens next. There are things that can happen. I, I don't think I like the format of just having it be one person, but... I do love having guests on. We've had, as I mentioned before, incredible, insightful, funny guests. Uh, and we could have guests every episode, and we can explore different topics, and it can continue. Um, we could also bring in new partners, and that is something uh, that Roger and I had some philosophical differences on. Um, you know, I wanted to expand the brand in a slightly different way than he did. Uh, and, you know, neither position is right or wrong, but. Uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, obviously I'm, I'm going to talk to him about what happens next and his feelings on that. Because um, even though he's resigned, I, I'm not going to take that resignation as a, as a resignation and just to say I can do whatever I want from here. Um, it is still a project that he is intimately connected to uh, and might someday return to or have input for. Uh, but moving forward, there's a lot that can happen. So Uh, I guess that's been over 20 minutes on the show, uh, about the show. So I just want to make a very personal, um, just state my personal thanks to everyone who's been a part of this. Again, uh, this is not the, this is not the professional side anymore. This is the personal side. This is me saying from really honestly, from the bottom of my heart that, uh, Good Fundies is a project that has meant a very, very great deal to me over the last couple of years. It is one that 
I talk to friends about in real life. It is one that has been a part of my relationships. I have, um, you know, shared with my parents and partners uh, and roommates and coworkers uh, about this project that I care about immensely. And uh, as part of this, and I understand that my, my, my personality, uh, at least expressed through the podcast and the tweets, is much more that of someone who is here to organize and do work than it is someone who is here to have fun. Uh, and I understand that, uh, you know, listen, I've heard myself. I listen to every episode, and I know that sometimes I can go on about ownership and my discontent about the direction of the team. I have been proven true, of course, but that, uh, you know, doesn't really make it sound much better when you go on and on about it. So trust me, if you're one of those folks who wonders if I know, yes, I know. But as far as the, the personal relationships, uh, I've met dozens, a hundred, uh, really good people um, and who I, who I legitimately call friends uh, from doing the podcast. So whatever happens next, it has been important to me, to my personal growth. It has been important to uh, you know, my, my, my friendships, it has been something that has enhanced my understanding and appreciation for the game of baseball in general. Um, I've made good friends with journalists, people who have moved on to other things. Oh, Abby Mastraco. I forgot to thank Abby for coming on the show. I remember, got it. Um, I just recalled Abby because uh, a lot of folks who have come on the show have moved on to greener pastures at other outlets. People, like John Edwards, who writes for The Athletic now, and Eno Saris, and uh, you know Dan Simborski, who's a staff writer at Fangraphs now, and Mark Carrig, who was one of the first uh, guys to go on board at The Athletic New York, and, and has, I think, um, really made a great name for himself uh, as, uh, as an investigative uh, journalist here in the baseball field. So, in any event, it, it's been wonderful to meet these people and to kind of, you know, spread my wings as as whatever you would call it, podcaster, uh, that's personality, what have you. So I was going to talk a little bit about Mets stuff here at the end. Um, but in light of the fact that this episode has been long enough, I think already, um, and it has been important to me to highlight the importance of of this being the end of the Roger era of good fundies, at least for now. You can come back anytime, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it would seem a little silly just to move on to Mets stuff at this point. So uh, tomorrow is the trade deadline. The Mets, <laughs> the one bit of news that has been flummoxing me all day is that Buster only said the Mets intend to compete next, next year. Oh, sorry, quote, they intend to contend next year and will need to round out their rotation, and it looks like Wheeler will be a part of it, so they're not going to make, it appears, any trade of Wheeler, DeGrom, or Syndergaard before the deadline tomorrow, sorry, today, when the podcast airs. So uh, on that note, uh, I'm just going to mention that I know that the the gentlemen, and I think they're all gentlemen at this point, I, I'm not sure, uh, of Mets Fans United are, are rumbling again, so we are, we, I, whatever Good Fundies is at this particular moment, uh, are rooting for you gentlemen and, and ladies, and um, yeah, I, I guess that's that, so 
it's been a good run. It's been a good run. We've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, I have absolutely, literally, uh, and I'm not sure if people believe this, absolutely no regrets whatsoever about Good Fundies. It's been fantastic. Uh, and we'll see. So what I'm asking for listeners to do, oh, and actually before I sign off, I just want to mention there are some plenty, there are plenty of other really good Mets podcasts out there. Uh, I recommend For All You Kids Out There is my favorite Mets podcast. That's the one that I listen to constantly. Uh, I listen to every episode when it comes out. That's the Baseball Prospectus Mets podcast. Uh, it's Jeffrey Paternostro and Jarrett Seidler, um, who are both very, very good and have uh, been banging the same drum that Good Fundies has been for a long time on a lot of these uh, ownership issues and transaction issues and Jose Reyes things and, and the like. Uh, there's also a great podcast at Amazing Avenue. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, other ones are slipping my mind right now. Um, Put It in the Books used to be a good one. I don't think they record anymore. Uh, but anyway, there are other podcasts out there, so your your podcasting needs are going to be met, uh, even if Good Fundies does not come back. But what I'm going to to ask you folks, you you kind and wonderful folks who have been listening, our, our loyal listeners, it's a weird thing still to even say that. It's a weird thing to think that we have loyal listeners uh, in New York and around the globe who actually look forward to episodes. Um, we get messages when we skip a week. Uh, we get messages, hey, what happened? Why, why is there no good fundies this week? Uh, but to those of you who are a part of this, um, and so many, do- like dozens of people who sent me messages today about this, uh, let me know what you think. Let me know if you would like to see this good fundies project continue. Um, I think I'm leaning towards doing that simply because I feel like there is still work to be done. It is It is something that has been built up, and it's a wonderful platform. It's a wonderful megaphone. You know, the thousand folks that are subscribed to the podcast and the people who check the site and the people who follow uh, Roger's Twitter account and mine, um, it is a force that I consider to be a force for good and that can be used for good, one that has helped to shape the narrative, the one that has helped to... Um, you know, as it has grown in influence, I completely believe that it is one that has kept uh, the Mets organization a little bit, just a little bit more honest than they might have been before. Uh, I know that people at SNY, even though they do not talk about good fundies, are well aware of its existence because I've had many people tell me, oh, I heard so-and-so SNY personality say, did you see that tweet on good fundies the other day? Did you see that article? Uh, And people come up to me uh, not all the time, but every so often, and they say, hey, did you see that article on Good Fundies, or have you ever heard of this account? It's great. So uh, I still truly and sincerely believe that it is something that can be used to help shape the narrative and make things better. So uh, let me know if you guys agree. Um, over the next couple weeks, uh, as I mentioned, I'll be gone, but over the next week or two weeks, uh, I'm going to make a decision on this and... Uh, and I just want to thank everyone who's been a part of it so far. So, uh, Roger, thank you for your, your commitment to this, and, and thank you for all your hard work producing the podcast, the Facebook, the Instagram, the whole thing. Um, your, uh, I think that your vision of making good findies into the rolling stone of Mets podcasts and Mets blogs uh, truly worked. Uh, it's a unique, weird angle that, well, to be quite honest, is not going to be the same, is not going to be quite as funky uh, now that Roger is not involved with the project anymore. 
uh, as you <laughs> may have noticed at the outset of the podcast, uh, his even his sign-off tweet, even his uh, tweet announcing the fact that he's stepping back, uh, started with shut the door, have a seat, which is a smart Mad Men reference. So before I sign off the podcast here, there are a couple things to do. There is a mailbag. I have completely forgotten about the mailbag until right now. Uh, I put out the call for mail on the GoodFundies account, so I suppose I have no uh, choice but to actually engage with the listeners and the followers to uh, at least take a couple questions before I go. So uh, we're going to start from the top here. Uh, This is John underscore Edwards underscore, whom I thanked, of course, earlier. Uh, Long-time caller, first-time listener, any recommended Mets podcasts? If Good Fundies is pulling a David Wright, I need something to fill the void. Well, sorry, I read that already, and now, because this is a one-man show, uh, quality control way down. Uh, Next question is from Sarah Weinstein, S-L-Wein, W-E-I-N, on Twitter. Uh, Did you guys ever slide into Keith's DMs when he became a Twitter sensation? Um, (laughs) uh, He certainly did become a Twitter sensation, and in fact... Uh, I did some, let's call it light marketing to the, the Keith Hernandez account when he started. Uh, I got made fun of for it. I think maybe a little bit too harshly, but sure, justified. Uh, so I stopped doing that. And no, we cannot slide into his DMs because he doesn't follow us. Uh, now we are followed by uh, a great number of actually really wonderful uh, people, including Mike Trout, as Roger likes to point out a lot. Uh, but we're not followed by Keith yet, so no DMing. So uh, I, I met him last year, but uh, at the time did not get a chance to bring up good fundies. Next question is from Meek Phil, P-H-I-L-L underscore. <laughs> yes, did you lobby for a player development position, uh, which is a wonderful throwback to the Adam Rubin Omar Minaya mess, which actually just had its anniversary pass like about a week ago. I think it was, what year was that? 2010? It was... It was a while ago um, where Omar Minaya accused Adam Rubin of lobbying for a position in the organization uh, live during a press conference. So that was a heck of a an incident. I think it was because Adam Rubin had reported the Tony Bernazard incident in which uh, Bernazard took his shirt off and challenged the Mets AA minor leaguers to fight. Yes, that really happened. Uh, next question is from Mets Daddy 2013, who is a, a longtime listener and a fan of the podcast and friend. Uh, who was the guest that you wish you had on that you didn't get? You know, other than me, is what he said. Uh, guests that we didn't get. Uh, I feel pretty fortunate, actually, to say that I think we got uh, pretty much all of the guests that I think I think either of us could have wanted. Um, I love having guests on the podcast. There is, of course, an administrative uh, burden that comes along with that. You need to schedule that person. You need to record at a time that is convenient for them because you are asking them for a favor. Uh, and you both have to be there and ready to do it and actually be prepared with good questions and, and, and good conversation, which is what we call the transcripts that are posted of our conversations with uh, uh, with players. Um, who do we... Honestly, I know this might sound weird because I mentioned him already, but uh, I think that we have been very badly remiss not having Mike Mayer on. Uh, so uh, if this continues, of course, I think that he might be the first guy up. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. It's a good question. Next question is from uh, Salty Gary. Uh, Salty Gary 
uh, again, another good longtime listener and uh, somebody who I have a real life connection to uh, before before Twitter. Uh, he says, no questions because the answers are all shitty. Just wanted to say, Godspeed, Roger. I'll miss your smarmy voice. And uh, Roger did have a smarmy, uh, was accused of having a smarmy voice. We'll put it that way. Uh, by Salty Gary and a couple others. And it was a thing for a while. If you are a longtime listener of the podcast, and by the way, there are some of you out there. I don't know who you are, um, <laughs> but there are some folks who uh, have been listening since the beginning. So God bless you guys. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer one more. Um, <laughs> Chris Alivari, uh, Chris D-A-P-S on Twitter. Uh, he said, I have a question. And then he just posted a YouTube link to Leanne Rimes' uh, classic song, How Do I Live Without You? Uh, it's a tough one, isn't it? I don't know, Chris. I don't know. Perhaps you won't have to. Uh, the final one, we're, we're going go to go to, to James Beatty here. Uh, James G. Beatty on Twitter. Uh, hey Roger, hey Brian, how are things? Work got in the way, otherwise I'd be more active with you guys. I genuinely miss you. Anyway, my question, do you think the Mets could move to Montreal? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Uh, James is a good dude. Uh, we met James in real life. Uh, I met him at the game once, maybe twice. Uh, and he has a, a, a nice, uh, a really cool fan group on Facebook. Oh, what's the name of it? don't remember maybe i'll post it in the liner notes of the episode if i if i can figure out the technology to post this thing maybe i'll do that uh can the mets move to montreal uh god it would be i want to say it would be nice but i like having them here uh no matter how bad they are no matter how many times i've tried to quit them uh, i can't um in fact uh, roger was making fun of me a couple episodes ago because as much as i talk about how the Wolpons are bad and the team is run poorly and it's a disaster uh, I still I still go to the game. I actually, I went with my cousins uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, I had a special reason to. I have a cousin who is actually joining the Marines, and he goes to basic training uh, in a couple weeks. So I've been spending a lot of time with him recently uh, before he goes. He is the tender age of 18, which to me is crazy um, to be making choices like that. But then again, as John Mulaney points out, um, I agreed to go to college uh at that same age or younger and boy that's a big financial obligation for which i had no lawyer present but uh anyway the mets are a wonderful thing to do with your family uh it's a great way to spend time with people you care about so um i don't want the mets to move to montreal could they i suppose i (laughs) i doubt it uh but even if they could even with their current status uh, and everything that we talk about with them every week i would not want them to so without any further ado, I am going to encourage everyone, uh, as woke as you are, as woke as we hopefully have helped you to become, I hope that you are, um, your love of the game has not diminished in the least. I know that as frustrated as I can be sometimes with the organization, uh, I still love the game, I still watch, I still go, um, and in fact, uh, knowing the game better has made me love it uh, even a little bit more, so... Uh, that is that is still there for me. I hope it's still there for you. And even if Good Fundies were to not continue, I would certainly hope that folks who have listened to this show, um, I hope that people might someday consider Good Fundies to be influential in the way that I considered Metzblog to be influential, the way that uh, many people, uh, burgeoning writers, look at 
Faith and Fear and Flushing, uh, you know, with Greg Prince and Jason Fry. Actually, Jason Fry is a guy who I would have loved to have on the podcast who I didn't. Um, I would have loved, loved to have had Lindsay Adler on the, pod, on the podcast who uh, is with The Athletic, haven't had her. Um, but I hope that, that maybe someday Good Fundies can be looked at as, as a watershed or as a brick in the wall, as um, building an awareness and helping to improve the fan base, much the way that the, the Seven Line has. Um, actually, Dar- uh, Darren Meenan, who is the founder of the Seven Line, once read a tweet of mine on the air, which people pointed out to me, so I went to go listen, and uh, on the on, uh, Orange and Blue thing, which is their show. And uh, he, he couched it before he said it as, you know, I don't think this guy is a fan of the Seven Line, but he had this really good tweet. And I am a fan of the Seven Line. I'm a huge fan of the Seven Line. Uh, I'm a huge fan of anything that, that brings people together uh, for common interests, that connects people. Uh, and I hope that we're that too. So on that hopefully positive thought, I will sign off here uh, on the first and only and probably ever only um, solo episode of Good Fundies. Uh, Roger had uh, Roger had a couple solo uh, episodes, uh, solo segments, yeah, I guess you could say, uh, where he went on when I was unavailable, you know, to due to work or travel. Um, I think the only thing I ever did alone was I. This is actually a fun Good Fundies story that I don't know if we've ever told on the podcast. He may have mentioned it at the time. Uh, and also somebody asked me, <laughs> what is your favorite? Uh, this is Websta on Twitter, W-B- W-U-B-S-T-A. What is your favorite Good Fundies episode slash moment? And th- this might not be my favorite, but it's certainly a good one where we uh, recorded an episode with Matthew Cerrone as the guest. And there was a 30 to 45 minute interview. Uh, he was one of our first guests on the show, so we were still new to that process. But <laughs> we do the whole interview. Uh, and about an hour later, Roger messages me and he goes, I've got some bad news for you. Um, my audio didn't record. <laughs> so we have an interview with a guest with my audio's there, Matthew's audio is there, and Roger's is not. So we're just like, what are we going to do? Are we going to like re-record your part and pretend it sounds organic? Are we just going to cut it out? Like, what are we going to do? Uh, by we, I mean he, because he did the editing at that time. Uh, and uh, yeah, we just decided to move forward without without re-editing his thing, and I don't think anyone was the wiser, but that is one of those fun, uh, one of those fun things that happens when you record things, I suppose, live, and uh, maybe you're not the best with technology, like I am not. Also, fingers crossed that this uploads. But anyway, that's one of my favorite moments. In any event, uh, thank you all again for, for listening to this podcast and all, all the prior ones. Uh, I'm going to sign off. So for Brian Mangan and Roger Cormier, keep up the good fundies, and let's go Mets. Thanks for listening.